Hello and welcome to the Power by Rock podcast, where we're going to be speaking with Tristan Martinez from a band that I was recently just told about that blew my damn mind, Decent Criminal. You're listening to the Powered by Rock podcast with your host, Isaac Kuhlman. The Powered by Rock podcast was created to help showcase some of the best rock musicians in the world and to pass on to future generations the rock music that has inspired rock fans around the world for decades. We want listeners to be able to hear great stories and life experiences directly from their favorite artists, as well as dig deeper into music theory and talk rock like no other show you've ever heard. This isn't about looking cool. It's about getting real and having a great time. Without further ado, let's start the show. Hey, 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 welcome to the Powered by Rock podcast. I am super excited today as I get to speak to Tristan from Decent Criminal. The reason I'm so excited is because I really enjoy the music you guys are putting out. I feel like you guys are probably one of the best, best punk bands on the scene right now, especially under 30 years old. And you're a bit of the new guard of punk music. And I'm you know, so happy to hear that younger bands and punk are kind of out there and not letting the genre die off as you know, it feels like it's just kind of for like old white guys like me or something like that. So welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me, man. Yeah. Happy to be here. Awesome. So let's talk about this kind of like new wave, right? So like um, I was actually introduced to you, oddly enough, by Angelo Celli from Bracket, who has it's been one of my favorite bands for the last 30 years. Oh, yeah. And he's like, you got to check these guys out. And I was like, these guys are amazing. Like, I'll, I'll talk to you more about how amazing I think you are as we go. <laughs> but the, the album Bloom in, in particular has just I just nonstop play that album. Like it's my favorite album by far. But yeah, all yeah, the songs awesome. are good. It's just I'm addicted to that one particularly. Cool. Um, Thank you so much. Yeah. So, you know, obviously if you're, if you're talking about kind of the younger generation of punk uh, bands out there, um, do you feel like there's like, you're kind of in some way leading this or in, in some way part of this bigger like movement of, of people who are just out there playing punk and, you know, you're not getting paid much to do this, right? I mean, it's something you have to be really passionate about and to make this good of music at this, <laughs> at this kind of early stage in your life. I mean, do you feel like this is something that you're kind of growing as a part, a bigger, a bigger part of the whole scene and genre in general? Um, in some ways it felt, it feels like we've had to sort of pave our own way, which is kind of cool. Um, yeah. But yeah, I think, I think, yeah, there's tons of bands that are doing sort of like, it's like, you could call it punk. You could also call it like offshoots. It's like, I don't know. And as the more, the further you dig, the more you see that there's really, punk influence that's like never really gone away and like yeah. a lot of different variants and shit so yeah so yeah um i don't feel like we're like leading anything by any stretch but, <laughs> um, <laughs> but we're we're stoked we're super excited we've been having a lot of fun lately and um we're excited to be back playing shows again it feels great yeah and obviously we just got back from punk rock bowling which is a big one here in las vegas it's one of the bigger punk rock festivals actually in in all of the u.s so how yeah. did that go? I mean, I, I saw you guys post some stuff on Instagram and, you know, I think from the short clip I saw, those people weren't rocking hard enough to, to your music. <laughs> um, yeah, people, uh, I don't know. It, it was rad. It was awesome. We had one of the best days out there. Um, yeah, it, just like playing and then like watching all these bands we grew up listening to and, you know, hanging out backstage, drinking beers, yada, yada, you know, just yeah. having a ton of blast, dude. So, had a lot of people from like all over the country that were like, you know, come by merch and say what's up and 
want to take pictures. So it's cool to, you know, feel that love and just tight. Awesome. I'm, I'm, I'm a little hoarse too. I don't know if you can tell, but yeah, that's all right. <laughs> we just did like four shows and yeah, it was a good time. So if you're a little horse, we'll have to call you pony then. Cause that's a little horse. <laughs> nice. Terrible one. joke. Terrible joke. <laughs> I appreciate uh, it. I, yeah. I'm, I'm glad you, I'm glad you went for it. <laughs> <laughs> so before we get into some of the bigger topics and, and the other things I want to bring up, I first want to ask you guys about your journey. Like what was the reason you first started playing music? What artists were some of the influences that got you into it? And when did you kind of decide that this is the path that you're going to be pursuing for, you know, this till this point in your life? Um, I think I've wanted to play music my entire life. Um, Hunter and I's dad was, um, I don't know, this, our house is always full of music and different kinds of music. And I think um, it's always sort of been a, I don't know, a sweet little place for everybody, I think. And um, so, yeah, just, just growing up, I mean, my dad was really into like T-Rex and like Mapahoopal, like, you know (laughs) stuff like you know 70s like english stuff like that and uh yep um yeah man i just wanted to play music my whole life and that's that's what we're doing (laughs) okay Uh, for me i think like like growing up i was um my other brothers were like ramones and got into like green day and like sublime and i don't know just it's just a combination of all kinds of stuff that we like listen to growing up yeah yeah, I mean, same same with me. I mean, you listen to, you know, 80s stuff like Screeching Weasel and Pixies, and then you go into like Nirvana and whatever sure. else, all the pop punk stuff. And, you know, there's just so many other bands out there. There's you know, endless amounts of bands that you could be influenced by, even if you'd only heard them like once or twice that spill over into your music and stuff too. But Totally. Um, yeah, so we, we, had, we had everything from, you know, 60s through 90s stuff. I was born in 89, so, um, so yeah, all that was a part of our stuff. So I found I feel like in some ways it's found its way into our music one way or another. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. So, uh, from memory now, this is from reading like a bio somewhere, I think maybe on one of the, the label, uh, bios that you guys have out there, mm-hmm. but you guys didn't originally start out in the same lineup that you have. I think you guys actually had kind of switched instruments at some point. So can you kind of explain how that came about and what was going on with that? Yeah, I think if you if you really want to dig into Decent Criminals past, yeah, it goes back like 10 years or so. Um, so the initial lineup, I was not even a part of. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we, my old band, I had a band called Violation that was like more of like a hardcore punk band. And um, we were doing a tour of Decent Criminal, but they needed a bass player. So I jumped in on bass with them. So 2010, I joined the band. And then um, that version of our band fell apart. And so Hunter and I, Hunter switched from playing guitar and singing to playing drums. This is like 2014, I think. And then I was writing most of the songs at that point. So I took over singing and playing guitar. And then we got Alex and Brian in the band and it's gone on from there. Now we have Jesse and a third guitar player now, Randy. So we're in it. (laughs) It's not like a uh, brotherly feud, like in Oasis where they just couldn't get along and eventually break up because they just fight all the time. We're doing good so far, man. (laughs) (laughs) Like you can't be more famous than me. I'm the famous one. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know. It's probably different at that level of success. I mean, who knows, but Yeah. Well, cool. So as I mentioned, obviously, Angelo from Bracket had, had kind of introduced me and told me to check you guys out. But I just yeah. wonder, like, does that kind of feel like any sort of like level of coolness 
to have I mean, somebody that's, from, that's, from like I bracket mean, to say that about you? Fucking rad for me, man. Uh, yeah. yeah, we didn't know until later on that uh, that bracket's actually from Sebastopol, which is the town uh, like next to Santa, adjacent, yeah. Santa or Forestville, whatever Hunter yeah, says. Forestville, yeah. Um, but yeah, so like right there, uh, whatever. So that was pretty cool to find out. But yeah, we've always loved brackets music, and um, I think you could tell like the love of like harmonies in both of our bands and. Yeah, yep. very very melody driven. I was um, gonna bring that up in my next part of the question. Stuff. Basically. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And <laughs> I played the shit out of Tony Hawk growing up. So yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, there is a lot of similarities in the vocal harmonies, and even the kind of. And I I brought this up with Angel, like you know how you might play like a lot of bands will play like a straightforward chord progression to get that kind of sound of like pop punk sound, mm-hmm. but then you guys kind of might play a different chord to kind of bring it down a little bit to kind of change that you know, dynamic to make it a little less poppy. And right. I always love that about bracket. And I'm, I'm finding that with your music and then you guys have just kind of taken it and just added more energy to it. It seems like. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Uh, I think just abusing the major to minor yep. <laughs> <laughs> deal, you know? <laughs> yep. um, yeah. I appreciate that about bracket too. Uh, awesome. But, but yeah, I think, I mean, we grew up playing in like, you know, harder kind of bands. So decent criminal for me was like a relief of, you know, no longer playing just like crazy aggressive fast music. music. Yeah, yeah. Like you know, I I love like Bad Brains and that type of shit growing up. So I was like always writing really angry like fast stuff, and then and then I guess yeah, 2014 or so I started writing more like surf melodic yep. type of type of stuff, and so I think some of that old stuff still kind of blends in. So I don't know. It's cool. It's cool. To sort of yeah have everything come together that you'd like yeah. ever love to do, you know? Yeah. And I, I mean, I've kind of noticed that over the course of your guys's music, it did like the first two songs on the first album actually start with like a surf rock kind of style guitar for sure. And kind of, it then blends more as the, uh, as the album goes and a little bit more of the pop punk stuff. And then you right. also put in some of like the, the acoustic stuff and the, the not so, you know, musical driven stuff. It's, it's more acapella or acoustic. Right. And, you know, then you kind of in the, in the second album, you just went absolutely bananas and just made it loud, <laughs> rocking, and I freaking love it. That's absolutely my favorite album. Hell yeah, album. thanks, man. Um, cool. It's just it's just so awesome, and you know, in my opinion, it's it's not just the loudest and most rocking, but there's there's like a lot of nuance in there between how you go from the 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 you know verse to the chorus, and then how you build up to like the you know the, even the screaming parts. Or yeah it's not really screaming but it's you know the, the controlled yelling i would say yeah <laughs> um, which is you know right. pretty awesome you know i think so did you feel like you know in the first album it was kind of like raw and more vulnerable and kind of you're just kind of you know making it because you, you know it's just the first album right like these are all the songs i have i want to put them on an album is that right. kind of the, how the the it goes and then on the second album you're kind of more prepared you're have more of a thought process behind the writing or how did that go for you? I don't think it was conscious at all. I think it's just like, that's just where, that's just where I was at at the time with the first album. And I don't know, sometimes I think I could have, you know, if I could go back and probably shorten it, maybe make it like an EP or something. Yeah. <laughs> Take out four of these songs. They're not as good as yeah. I thought they were. I do the same thing. I, I put out a song. Yeah. Like, Why the shit did I put that out? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, not that I think they like suck or something, but it's yeah. just like, you know, I, I just feel like, I don't know. I get all whatever. Uh, so yeah. So for Bloom, I was just, I think I was, 
the songs just came out the way they came out. And yeah. um, so it wasn't, it wasn't a conscious thing. And then same with bliss and everything we're doing now. Sorry, I'm trying to get this. Going. Yeah, it's all right. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, it's just, it's just where we're at. It's not, it's not ever planned. It's just how it goes. Yeah. Now, obviously between the first album and the second album, you guys probably started playing more live shows. Uh, maybe mm-hmm. being more active and stuff. That's, that's my guess. I mean, that's usually how it goes. Once you put out an album, you feel like you have to go out and play that music to share it with other people. Right. But did you feel like on the second album, did you have any thought about like, hey, we got to put out some more crowd pleasers? You know, like you can't sit there and play like an acoustic slow slow, slow song in a punk show most of the time because people are like, what the hell are we listening to? So did you feel yeah. like you had to go kind of put out some more crowd pleasers, more energy driven songs or was that just because you had been playing? That's kind of where you went to. Um, yeah, they're really, yeah, I, I don't, yeah, I don't want to sound to give you the same answer, but yeah, I mean, it's kind of, yeah, it. it's not even, I don't, I don't think I've ever thought about trying to nice. you know, do a crowd pleaser. It's, um, it's just more, I, I, this is what I was doing. <laughs> yeah. uh, just songs like deviant and uh, neurotic and like what else is like kind of yeah there's songs that kind of happen um in the moment and i think deviant we had to cut it up a little bit um and then there's another version of that song that the producer we worked with at the time like made and it's wild <laughs> um, maybe, maybe i'll send you his idea it's, it's pretty nice. wild um but essentially I told him like, no, we're not doing it your way. We're going to do it our way. (laughs) So that's the way it turned out. But no, it's just, um, we just, yeah, we just, I guess we just were rocking right there. (laughs) Nice. Yeah. Well, you know, that controlled yell, I kind of, I kind of call it like the battle cry yell or something like that. So Mm -hmm. he actually implemented that into the few songs on, on bloom. And it's probably why I like that album so much. I feel like one of the manliest things you can do as a singer is just like, you know, just do like a, a loud yell and not like screech or crack your voice. It's kind right. of like bench pressing a gorilla. And then you'd be like, yeah, I got this. Just, just, let, it just let it rip. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, there was, there was plenty of voice cracks recorded on, yeah. uh, on, on other takes. I think that song Void, that's like the fourth song. Oh, yeah. Um, it's absolutely my favorite song you guys have ever done, by the way. Oh, really? Yep. Thanks to Love you. I know. Song. I think we need, we need to probably try to get that one in our, uh, that one in expectations and still, I think we want to try to get into our set list again. Yeah. All great um, songs, yeah. Thanks man. Actually three of my favorite songs, but yeah, void like the beyond the sun part where you're just like, beyond the sun. Just start yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. I just want to start punching stuff. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah. I mean, more than I, yeah, I, I accomplished what I needed to accomplish there. Then. Yeah, exactly. So uh, like what actually got you to that point? Did you just decide, fuck it, let's try it. Let's see if how, how crazy I can get with this or did you um, try it in other songs and it's something you kind of had before I don't like know, uh, band or whatever. No, no, no. That, that song was actually could have been on the first record. Cause that's like the same time it was written. Like probably at yeah. the end, the song numb off our first record is, um, was the last one written for that. So I feel like that one kind of leads into like, that could have been on bloom as well like the transition period right it's a little transition yeah, yeah. but uh no void was just uh yeah i just had that like the main riff whatever and, and then yeah I, don't know, I think that just the screaming part just really escalates the whole entire song so it's like yeah you know we're like here and they're like yeah so I actually that's... take my infant son and hold him and like rock out to it and he's just like going crazy during the whole song <laughs> <laughs> that's rad man 
yeah um th- there's some there's some more of that there's a there's a pretty good amount of uh we just finished recording a record um in la for like, we did like 13 days in a row mm-hmm. uh, a couple months ago um but there's a there's a good amount of that on there hopefully you dig that nice yeah, <laughs> yeah. so obviously you have another album after bloom um bliss i believe it's called right bliss yeah yeah fantastic album as well like i don't want to discount that or the original album peace <laughs> and criminal i yeah. just absolutely like obsessed with bloom like there's like <laughs> i found like this punk rock gem that i've never heard before the other ones have awesome songs it's just when when i hear like void and you know some of these other songs like expectations which is so incredibly catchy that it gets mm-hmm. stuck in my head for like literally days after i hear it i'm like you know the end of alone gets stuck in my head as well i'm just keep humming oh, cool. that melody it just keeps going over and over and i'm like all right well okay cool like i can't stop listening to this now i'm addicted i'm gonna go back and listen to the whole thing again so yeah, i appreciate you write that, a yeah. song that is essentially punk rock mixed with a decent amount of like that pop yeah. you have to try to figure out where the fine line is between like that and being too catchy because you know punk rock and pop don't kind of always align i know yeah like, when i try to write music like i'm like is this like this is this just country music what the hell am i doing like or yeah whatever. like i don't want to like <laughs> jump genres and just like be totally off base or whatever but you kind yeah. of feel like that has that kind of has like a, happened to you before oh uh, no i feel like um i don't know i've always i've always like i grew up listening to a lot of punk rock and stuff and like i always love punk rock but it's like i'm not really concerned about what it's going to be anymore you know i also yeah. love uh, there's good music in all genres i feel like and like so yeah i don't know it's not really about that for me it's just about you know writing something that i think is cool and that sounds good and I think it, I think at some point everything that I've written and put out is I was excited about and I was like, yeah. you know, so like alone like I wrote in like probably five minutes. I just like it was just uh, freestyle. It's just sitting on the couch and that's just like what I, you know, had. And I mean it doesn't really even fit. I feel like like we've never tried to play that live or anything. Yeah. But I just thought it was beautiful. So if I think it's cool, then I'm just gonna do it. And I can't really care if you know whatever but I just, make music and don't yeah, listen to yeah. producers who to try to make weird versions of your songs right right yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah that, that was that was just funny but uh <laughs> no he, he he's a he's a good guy he's chill it's just yeah it's just funny when someone someone tells you that a version of your song is better the way they have it and then you're just yeah. like like he said that to me and hunter we were just like <laughs> we just laughed i don't know it's like yeah you're not just Ruben, bro like just calm down. It just felt like some LA bullshit, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, whatever, dude. I think yeah. this song is good the way I like it. So that's funny. Uh, so another thing I noticed about you guys' music is that you don't seem to like shove guitar solos into every song because, like, you know, a lot of people do. Like a lot of bands live and die by guitar solos. And I know you can shred, I've heard it. But mm-hmm. do you feel it like sometimes so. <laughs> solos take away from an energy of a song or a certain feel of the song? Um, I've I've noticed the more I've been writing, the less I'm um thinking about a guitar solo going in there. Yeah. You know, um, the new record has the least amount of guitar solos I've ever done. Um, so it's just been a slow progression of like my old band was like just ripping a lot. And now this is like, or if you do do guitar stuff, it's more of like some sort of dual harmonized guitar thing. Like a dual riff or something where you're playing together. Yeah. 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 So, um, so yeah. Uh, yeah. I forgot how I was going to answer that exactly, but, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, no, I get it. I mean, 
I, when you, when you, there's, there's two things. I talked to like the guys from Death by Ungabunga, and, and I was like, you know, when you write a guitar solo, you're like, fuck, I have to actually go play this now. I have to remember it every single time. And there's also that part of it too, which is like, yes, yeah, like, it sounds cool, but then it's like, I've just complicated the song possibly more than I want to as, as well. So mm -hmm. it's like, is it just kind of like there for the sake of me trying to like look cool or is it there for the sake of the song? You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. I think, yeah, it's got, it's got to all be there for the sake of the song. I think um, the drums, everything's intentional, you know, the drum parts, the bass parts, yeah. like let's focus on everything. Also like try to cut the fat. Like let's, we always just try to like, if everything feels long or it drags or something, we try to just like, I think the only song that I wish I'd been able to cut a little bit was uh the song nostalgia that's on a bliss. Mm -hmm. I was just listening to so much Oasis at the time. And some of those Oasis songs are so long. Yeah. I think I, that's just like the one I was like, all right, well, this is just like, it's not that I feel like anything's misplaced, but after like three and a half minutes, they're like, all right, this, this could have been a little shorter, <laughs> but, um, but no, guitar solos are fun to write. Cause you just, um, you can just have like a, the song, like playing like your headphones or something. Yeah. And then, you know, I just, I just fuck around and what until I do something right, it feels good. And yeah, exactly. Yeah. And not only that, but like, sometimes you, it's, it's kind of like cool to not put it on the album and then go shred a guitar solo on a, on a live set that wasn't on the album and just blow people's minds as well. Yeah. Yeah. Or, or like the solo just changes yeah. after, after you already recorded it. So it's one way on the album and then you go play it live and it's different and yeah. that's kind of fun. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I do yeah. have to ask you about the song titles. Mm -hmm. They're all one word long. Is there any reason for this, or do you just find it a waste of time and effort to come up with a song title that like just is more meaningful or more you know accurate or something? Um, uh, I was gonna give something away, but I'll I'll, I'll, I'll wait. Telling your trade secrets? Oh, they're, no, you're saying that there's probably a two word song, no, two word title I'll, on the next album. I mean, I'll, I'll be honest. The, the new uh, the new record is our first time with uh, more than one word song, so okay. So look out for that. <laughs> um, no, I think I um, there's a band from our hometown called Simi Ball Simians that uh, that was doing that. I just thought it was a cool idea. And then I just thought of you know you, on your set list you uh, you know you're gonna write one word anyway. Yeah. And I kind of liked that it there's like a mystery to the one word thing. So between those three things, that's why I started doing it. And then so whatever. You know? Nice. Well, it's <laughs> yeah. kind of like that it's like, you know, when you watch a movie and they kind of tell you what happens at the end, but then you have to go through the whole thing to figure out why it's, why that happened. It's kind of like, here's the name of the song. Now go listen to it. Why, why it's called that. Right. And hopefully that's intriguing, you know? And yeah. So, but I mean, we've been asked about that quite a bit, so I guess it's created some sort of, you know, whatever. I, mean, <laughs> I like it. I, I mean, I don't, I, I prefer to actually listen to a song, try to figure out what's going on, see what the subject matter is talking about. Yeah. Just, you know, I even I, I talked to Angelo from Bracket about this. They have a song called "Everyone Is Telling Me I'll Never Win If I Fall in Love with a Girl from Marin." I'm like, right. That pretty much tells you what the song's about. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you don't need to do any detective work there. Like it's it's all in the title. Totally. Yeah. I don't know. I kind of I kind of like that. I kind of like one word titles. Yeah. I think I think it's cool. Yeah. So you released uh, so you released Bliss uh, 2019, I believe, and or 2020. I can't remember exactly, but then you released the DC EP in mm -hmm. March of this year that was behind, uh, you know, doing the, uh, what, you know, basically during lockdown and all that stuff. So what was the idea behind doing just a three song EP, which obviously still rock, 
but was it just to kind of get back to making music after like a shitty year of a lockdown? Um, no, we actually recorded those songs in February of 2020. Okay. So before, so, so right before everything went down. Um, and then we ended up mixing them during quarantine, like, uh, via like zoom, we'd like listen to the track and then we'd go on zoom together and be like, Hey, this goes up, this goes down. So nice. it's kind of an interesting process. Um, but no, so those songs were going to be the beginning of what would have been another album. So I basically, basically had written like another, like probably 12 songs that would have been an album, but, uh, gotcha. we basically scratched a bunch of them. And so there's actually four songs we recorded for the EP and the, the fourth one didn't turn out how we wanted. Um, so we recorded it again for this next album and then, um, yeah, so yeah, that's it. So we just had, we had those songs. We had four songs we were going to do just to sort of like do that. And then also kind of shop out to like labels to see what they would think about, you know, these four songs and then a potential album. Um, but then COVID happened. So we just ended up with an EP. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I actually have never really asked anybody, anybody else about this. And I kind of have ideas about what an EP is and what an LP is in my own head. But when you actually create an EP, do you go in thinking like, Hey, I want to create an EP or is it just like, Hey, you know what? We've got some songs. They don't really fit on an album. Let's just make an EP, put it out there, give some people, you know, give our fans something to listen to. Mm -hmm. I know that certain bands actually, it'll, they'll even do concept EPs, which is just like, that's so much effort for an EP. I'm like, why are you <laughs> doing this? But what, what's kind of your take on an EP versus a full length? Um, I think, I think EPs are cool. I think it's, I think the idea of going in to make something that's like three or four songs mm -hmm. as opposed to, you know, taking on an entire album of like 12 songs, maybe, you know, from the, from my side of things, it just feels like less stress. It's like, you yeah. know, we could, we could bang out four songs in you know, a couple of days. Yeah. So I think that's cool. Um, um, I don't know. Sometimes I think EPs kind of keep people's attention a little better too. Um, not everybody is like, I don't know. I, I prefer the album because, you know, I like knowing that someone gives a shit about how it flows, about how, yeah. you know, how the entire thing is. So, you know, that's what I like about an LP. But uh, yeah, same. I mean, I yeah. think in, in like most people right now only listen to like one song at a time before, like, you know, they don't even listen to the whole song. They're like, skip it halfway through because their attention spans like, oh, I'm going to go listen to this new Justin Bieber song. Listen to like a minute of it, skip the next skip the totally. next song. Like, like i will just listen to a whole album because that's how i've always enjoyed music because i like to understand why one song flows into the next you know how that all works together and I'm, I'm assuming like when you put an album together like when i put an album together i consciously think about what's coming first what sounds good next what should be the end song what should be kind of you know you know it's not going to always be the next the best song at the end it's not always going to be the best song in the beginning it's just how that album flows with the music and you know, as an artist and a creator, like I'm assuming mm -hmm. you guys go through that process as well about a, an, an LP versus an EP, which might not have to have any sort of order at all. It's just, here's some songs, great to listen to, quick pace, already done, go enjoy your day kind of thing. Right. hundred percent. Um, I, yeah, I've always been a fan of, uh, full length stuff and the way it goes in the same way as you're saying, just like, mm -hmm. just loving the thought process that goes into it. So like, even like like the new record, for example, is like there's like I think we there's probably like thirty something songs written for it, 
and then you kind of break those down. So like just even just for me, just for fun, like I do that shit all the time and just like where you pick your the songs you think should go together and yep. I'll be like, you know, on a walk or something and like like an idea for a track listing comes up. So by the time we put something out, I've thought about that track listing for probably like six months. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. So if, if anyone appreciates that, I mean that's that's what more could you could you want, you know, yeah. for being in a band and all that stuff. And so yeah, I yeah, I I love that type of stuff. But it's like, you know, it's your it's your art. It's your it's your life. You're putting a lot of yourself into it. And so yeah, it's all it's all thought about. And, yeah, just like I mean, you wouldn't put a book together and just arbitrarily put the chapters in random order, right? Exactly. In a way that makes sense to you. Totally. It might not make sense to everybody else, but at least if they hear it together, it'll convey the message that you were trying to send anyway. Totally. Yeah. yeah. And also, I mean, if, as long as it sounds the way I want it to sound and it's like, you know, so I don't know, that, that, that sounds like a funny thing to say, but at the same time, it's like, you want, you know, if I'm happy with it and if people like it, that's cool. But if they don't, it's all right. Still happy with like, it. Yeah. I'm, I was happy with it. Yeah. You know, yeah. Yeah. Cool. It's all right. <laughs> so I fully consider you guys one of the best punk bands out right now. I, I mentioned that already, but you know, Thanks, you guys man. actually might be just one of the best bands in general. Like if I hadn't known about you guys like 10 years ago, I'd have been following you this whole time. I pr- like, I actually did a top <laughs> 40 list of my favorite artists. Uh, I probably would have put you at like number 20 something in my top 40. Thanks um, man. But need- it's just <laughs> insane. So I was, I'm always curious about to like, you know, you know, first of all, like, you know, what your guys' goals are like going mm-hmm. from here, like how big do you want to take this thing? Do you guys want like blink One Eighty Two level success or is there like a certain amount where you're like, <laughs> okay, maybe like, let's just slow down here. Uh, let's kind of get going. Or does it just like, you know, see where it goes and, and obviously just get where you can. I think, yeah, I think, I don't know. I think it'd be lying to say that like, you know, any, any, anyone that grew up listening to like blink One Eighty Two, like who doesn't want to be at that level of success, yeah. you know? <laughs> Like, yeah, we're, we're going to push it as far as we can. And yeah, that means a lot of touring, a lot of, um, just, just going for it. You know, um, I think there's bands like more like modern bands, like pup or something where it's like, I, you know, you're just like watching that type of success happen for bands that are happening now where it's like, yeah. I just watched them. They sold out like the Fillmore in San Francisco, which is a place like I went to growing up and, like damn like that's like the dream is like to sell yeah. out like the film or something like that you know yeah and uh but it's probably like the hollywood bowl but same thing for san francisco kids. exactly exactly yeah. for the bay area and just like yeah so i mean yeah i'm fucking i'm enjoying myself i'm grateful for whatever the hell we get into it's only getting better from here it seems like yeah. and uh yeah man that's our that's our intent let's push it as yeah. far as we can but also you know be proud of what you're doing and be excited because you know, regardless of where it goes, I want to enjoy myself. And yeah. Yeah. And I think I recently saw that you're going to be, or you already did. I can't remember if the, the date's already passed, but you were opening for Joey Cape from Flagwagon on his new solo. Session. Yeah. Yeah. That was on, that was on Sunday. We just, yeah, just did that. So you did Joey Cape and then you did punk rock bowling. And now you're like fucking awesome. Like that's, that's Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I love, I love that album. Uh, let's talk about feelings a lot growing up. Oh yeah. And, uh, Great album. Yeah. So yeah, it was cool. It's cool to meet him, and uh, we're playing with Lagwagon November fourth in San Francisco, which is another cool one. So why don't you tell them that you want to come to Las Vegas for the, the double platinum one that they're doing here, and I'll, I'll watch you guys there. <laughs> I wish. <laughs> I, th- I think you're gonna get Mercy Music on that one, aren't you? Oh, even yeah, great. Yeah, both good bands. 
Yeah, tell, yeah. You'll come for free. You can stay at my house. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I'll hit you up for that next next punk rock bowling. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, it's yeah, we're excited for that. Um, so it should be cool. I, I would definitely, I would have been on the whole tour if I could. But, you know. Yeah, I mean, Legwagon, they put on an insane show, and like you know, they've been around for yeah, what like since '89 or something like that. So yeah, totally. And they, you know, before that, I mean, yeah. yeah, we we talked about the other day. It's like playing with Lagwagon now too. Like it's the closest you get to playing with like RKL who we loved a lot growing yeah. up as well. Yeah. <clears throat> so, you know, watching, watching all those guys rip. Uh, yeah. So good. Have, have you seen that documentary uh, still flailing after all these beers? No, I haven't seen that one. It's like RKL DVD. <laughs> just, just nuts. So it's funny. So yeah. Be cool. You know, it's cool to, to jam with dudes that you grew up listening to. It's awesome. Yeah. That's cool. So I'm going to ask you this because I, I, you know, you might not have like anything insane yet, but uh, I have to ask what's the cr- like the craziest thing you've ever experienced, experienced either on a tour or at a show that you made you think like, fuck me, this is like the rock star lifestyle right here. Hmm. <laughs> the craziest. Um, I don't know. I don't really have anything off the top of my head, but. Never been like. Hey, I'm all of a sudden sitting next to a guy who's smoking crack for some reason. Like none of that. <laughs> no, I, oh, I've seen that, but uh, it's like, but, well, uh, pass me the crack pipe. I'm good. Let's go. No, I've never done crack. Stay, <laughs> <laughs> um, <clears throat> you know, so certain certain drugs are just too it's too obvious to stay away from. Yeah, crack, doing meth and heroin were always the two for me. Like you know, just. Yeah. Destroys your life. Let's yeah. enough, enough people have <clears throat> enough people has fucked their shit up doing that. Yeah, especially rock um, and roll stars, right? I mean, oh for sure. We spoke about Sublime, Bradley Noel, like right for sure. Really. I mean, uh, yeah, or sheesh, anyone that just like I don't know, like Lane Staley's got one of the saddest drug stories of all time. Yeah, <laughs> you know, um, but I think I mean not really. It's not really like crazy, but one of the best times I think that we've had so far was like we played a festival in Paris and it was like sold out and our first time in Europe and people were like crowd surfing, singing our songs, going like the place was going fucking nuts. Like nice. I, I kicked into like deviant and it was like, <laughs> like, whoa. But it's the first time we all like after that show, we're like, whoa, like we could, we could fucking do this. Like, yeah. you know, like we can make this shit happen. And so that's, that was the craziest, like, damn, like, I'm, <clears throat> you know, I'm, I'm in this shit and I'm in a band that's doing pretty good. So, all right. Yeah, and it's, <laughs> it's weird when you like might go to a festival like internationally and they know the songs better than, you know, nationally here, like domestically at home. Yeah. And, and it could be like, you know, you weren't like, obviously the, probably the headliner of that festival, but you no, one of the acts on the, on the list. And, you know, for people to come to a festival where they're probably going for more of the headliners and, who knows what other bands they want to see, but then they're that mixed crowd is still singing your songs versus like people who come to your show, not even yeah. knowing the lyrics to your song. It's it got it has to be mind blowing. Yeah, it's it's trippy. I mean, Punk Rock One is pretty good with that too. You know, it's like yeah. it's a it's a combination of a ton of people that have seen us all over the states coming in and like, you know, it's awesome. But um what was I gonna say? Um yeah, but I think doing it internationally just kind of reminds you to that like even if you know, you play for five people in St. Louis on a Tuesday somewhere like, you know, like just to kind of keep going because like you, 
you hit, you know, you'll hit mark different places differently and that shit exists. You know, like you can, you can play rad shows and just keep doing it. So I don't know. Yeah. It wasn't exactly what I wanted to say, but whatever, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I have to ask too, cause like, so my wife is actually, her parents are both from Mexico. Like she's fully Mexican. Uh, you have the last name of Martinez, obviously. Mm-hmm. Is is that uh, your? Is it you know? You guys half? Is your dad Hispanic? Your mom not? Or how does that work? Because I know that yeah, there's yeah. probably uh you know there's not a lot of Hispanic heritage in punk music at all. Right. But the 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 ones that are like you know you know them like El Jefe from No Effects. You're like there there's so few that like you can almost point them all out and be like, well those are the no don't those are like the notable ones. But right. is, is, has that kind of been like any? Has there been any like? things that you have to break through or anything like that? Or do you get like more um, kind of love because you have that heritage or anything like that? Um, I think for the most part, people don't really even think about it. I don't yeah. think, um, I don't know, the the, the uh, Mexican kids that I grew up with like in school would always call me like, you know, I'd be called like white boy, like during like yeah. roll call or Where something. Stuff, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Or like, or like they didn't know my last name is Martinez or something. And then yeah. you're like, Oh, what you? It's like, Whatever, yeah. dog. who cares? <laughs> uh, yeah, but you, you know, yeah, our, our mom, our mom is, or our dad is Mexican. Uh, our grandmother is from like Guadalajara area. Okay. Um, um, but yeah, no, we don't really, um, I mean, it's, yeah, I think if anyone appreciates, you know, someone of like Mexican descent, like being, you know, in the scene or like doing well or like whatever, like that's awesome. But yeah, uh, I just, I think, I think it's about just, you know, I don't know. I never really felt like my ethnicity or anything like says anything about who I am. You know what yeah. I mean? Like we didn't like, I don't know. Our family like, wasn't like super like, you know, like Catholic or anything or like we weren't like doing like traditional like Mexican things or anything. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm not trying to, I don't know. I hope that doesn't sound funny, but you know yeah, what I mean? No, like, but, I, I mean, I, the reason why I ask is because my son, he's going to be, well, he is, he's not going to be, he is, you know, half Mexican, half basically German ethnicities. Um, mm-hmm. And so, you know, it's, a, it's an interesting question to me because, you know, For sure. you know, he's going to grow up to learn Spanish and English because my wife speaks to him in Spanish and his, his my wife's family is, speaks to him in Spanish, but you know, you know, you don't have to throw mariachi music into music to make yourself, you know, Mexican and a punk rocker, right? Like For you don't sure. have to throw all this stuff to be obvious. You can just do it. And, and it's good that like, you know, especially like in California, I don't think that you're going to get much backlash there, but you know, like you said, you play it in St. Louis. If anybody did know that you were like, you know, half Mexican, maybe they'd be like, yeah. say something to you. We were, uh, we were in Ohio and this guy asked me, uh, asked me what it's like to be in a band of color he, <laughs> referring to me. <laughs> and uh, I thought that was pretty funny. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, I mean, the most Mexican thing about me is, you know, growing up eating pozole because my grandma's a badass cook and like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, you like know? pozole, you just don't have taste buds. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> totally. Um, cool. But yeah, man, it's for us. It's like I don't know. I'm such a combination of it, like so many things. I think we did like a ethnicity thing, whatever. Where you check, DNA I'm like a DNA thing. Yeah, I'm like 25 percent Mexican. I'm like 24 percent Scottish, Irish. Like we're just a, I'm just a bunch of things, man. So yeah. I, I think a, the more people can become mutts, the better the world's going to be. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's just, you know, just, I don't know. I don't think we, 
I don't know. Never mind. I don't. I had something, but I forgot. It. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes I think that type of shit just like divides people, and that's like, of course, you know. I think you should be proud and appreciate different cultures and and everything like that. But you know, but it's it's sad too that we see so much like racism and shit still and division and yeah, you know. So I think yeah, the division of things is really the saddest part about people in some ways not the saddest thing yeah. but you know what i mean it's like one of the sadder things that Super we just frustrating. That's divide sure. ourselves over like beliefs and skin color and all this type of shit and like yeah you know what, you know what i mean dude so i don't Get know I don't, listen to music and fucking jam out <laughs> yeah yeah i mean I'm, I'm happy to be from you know from my family and everything and but i don't as far as being mexican as far as being irish for anything like a really I just want to be appreciated for being me and appreciate yeah. my family for who they are. And, you know, that's it. Awesome. And then appreciate others for the same thing. Yeah. So obviously you guys have shows coming up and you did mention an album. So do you want to talk about any of the, the shows that you have coming up and obviously the album? Um, yeah, we have, um, sheesh, we're, I don't know when this is going to air. Is this right now? Is it live? It, well, this no, this will be probably actually next week, so it, it's not it's not too far. So oh, okay. something like the, the fifth of October or something like that. Okay. Well, by this time we will have played. We're doing a a benefit for a venue in our hometown, Santa Rosa, on Saturday. Excuse me. And then um, we're doing. What do we have? We're doing like a Halloween party in San Diego. We're doing like. So. Lagwagon in San Francisco in November. And then we have like three tours in the works already. Nice. Up till April of next year. So January, March, and April will be we'll be getting out there doing stuff. Is that Plus, all US based or um two are US based and one is UK and Europe if we can go over there. Nice. Yeah. That'd be awesome. Yeah. Pretty stuff. And yeah. And then uh, how's the album? So you, is it, you know, in the process of being finished, going to be released this year or? Um, no, it'll be released next year. Uh, at this point, it's it's really just kind of tweaking things and um, just adding different things that we want to do to kind of like what I said. I, I have a goal. I have a goal with this record to have a distinctive like flow to it and um, an idea as to how how to make it flow. So we recorded in the studio and then I've kind of been just like working at home on it too. And yeah. just adding things I want to add in. And yeah. So no mariachi music though. <laughs> no mariachi. <laughs> there, there's some, there's some surprises that uh, there's some stuff right. we haven't done before. So like, I don't know, like you said too, it's like, there's, maybe you didn't say this, but I think it's implied that like every record kind of has like an, its own thing. that's like progressing in some way. And yeah. Um, so this one's no different and it's got some fun stuff on it. So we're excited. Yeah. yeah I mean, that the, the music that you have had has evolved every single record. And, you know, I, I think that's the good thing about bliss is it kind of pulled from both of the other two albums and had very distinct songs like uh, bloom and then other songs that kind of even harken back to the vulnerability and the rawness of decent criminal. Mm -hmm. um, so I do like that. I mean, that's, that's why I like to go through the whole catalog. Cause it's like, you hear songs here that kind of sound similar to songs, you know, two, two albums later, you know, six years later or whatever it is. For sure. Um, so it's, it's been, you know, an awesome evolution. And I definitely look forward to, you know, the 2022 release of the new album, which I'm going to go ahead and put it out there for the rest of all the other bands that 
you're going to have to come really hard in 2022 because <laughs> I'm already going to put Decent Criminal in for nomination for best album of that year. Sheesh. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm going to make sure it gets uh, to that point and hopefully, you know, I don't, we're just going to keep cracking at it, man. But, uh, but it's, it's sounding really good so far, man. We're excited. Um, but I do appreciate you uh, listening to the first record because I feel like to say it's raw and emotional is 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 rad because that's I think that was the time and that is you know it is a very raw recording it was recorded in like a uh, we always say a shack <laughs> but it was recorded in like a like a shed on uh, the Prairie Sun property in uh, Katati. And, um, but yeah, so we just, we did it with our friend. It's just like super like lo-fi kind of, and just like whatever, but it's cool when it's appreciated. I feel like. Yeah, it's <laughs> definitely. It's awesome. Cool. So Thanks, we'll put some links to the, the, the music in the show notes below. Did you have anything that you want to kind of say to fans or, you know, anybody to, uh, you know, put it out there so that way people know, or you know, tell them anything that, you know, especially to the fans that haven't heard you yet before we go. So that way they can be like, you know, maybe, maybe these guys have been talking long enough. I'm going to actually go check them out now. Uh, I would say that, you know, if we had like a million of million of people like you, man, it'd be great. Yeah. <laughs> a million people that listen to our band the way you do would be fucking awesome. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think it's coming. It just, it's going to take some time, but uh, you know, putting yourself out there and appearing in places, obviously going to help. Well, I mean, I want to do it anyways, you know, regardless of where it goes, I'm grateful for it already. And I'm stoked on where it's heading. And yeah, I hope that you love the new record. I hope that you fucking, you know, yeah, I appreciate it. I'll be like, what did you do here? You shit the bed, man. No, (laughs) (laughs) this shit, this shit sucks. (laughs) Nah, these songs, these songs are rad. We're stoked on them. It's going to be different and it's tight. I'm excited. Well, I want to thank you, Tristan, for, you know, coming on the show today, the awesome conversation and guys, if you haven't checked out their music yet, it's never too late. Check out the show notes below this episode for links to their music. If you like what you heard on the show, make sure to subscribe to the podcast and share it with your friends on social media. You can also find us on YouTube and Instagram. And also, if you want to check out some of our written content or any of the products or merch that we're avail- that we have available, go to poweredbyrock.com to read our absolutely free rocking blog full of album reviews interviews and lists to keep you entertained and find our gear as well. So you can pick up some items to play and look like a rock legend. That's our show for today. We'll see, see you soon for the next episode until then rock on.